Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Money Lab Podcast. And today we are talking about the great website optimization experiment. So this is going to be part one of a three-part series on uh, things on the, that I've done on my website that I think uh, I think you'll really like. So uh, let's get into it. Alrighty, welcome, welcome again. My name is Matt Jivanonskis. Uh, all right, that's not how I say my last name. It's Jivanisi. Welcome. Uh, this episode is brought to you by my very, very own uh, free cheat sheet called the Perfect Blog Post Cheat Sheet, where it is a, an entire PDF and more coming. Just so you know. Uh, where I'm going to show you how to optimize your underperforming blog posts so that you can make more money with your affiliate links, more money with your digital products, and get more traffic to those pages. Uh, and then after that, I present you with a little workshop where I can show you how you can find out what blog posts are making you the most money and finding the underperforming ones, so on and so forth. Uh, so today we're going to go kind of back in the time machine. I have an episode about time machines coming out too. Um, oh, uh, actually a few housekeeping things that I want to uh, talk about before we get into this episode. Uh, I have a feeling this episode is going to be kind of short because uh, the the first website optimization experiment I did, there's uh, just a couple of outcomes, and the, the ones that I did, part two and three, were much, much better. So uh, we're going to kind of blow through this. But uh, a couple of housekeeping things. One, I have a new version of Carbonate coming out. So Carbonate is my WordPress theme. Uh, my super lightning fast WordPress theme that I use on all of my sites. I use it on Swim University. I use it on Money Lab. I also use it on Brew Cabin. And a bunch of people, uh, people who listen to this podcast, I'm sure, are using Carbonate on their site. And Carbonate is just a very lightweight, very fast, very simple, you know, philosophy to work to you know to website design to WordPress themes and. I've been selling the original theme, so Carbonate, I'm calling Carbonate 1.0, I guess. Uh, I've been selling that theme, I think, for like two or three years now, uh, and it still sells. But um, I've been, you know, over those years, collecting everyone's sort of uh, feedback and just hearing from the community. And I'm taking a lot of those things, a lot of those things, and turning them into features. So... It'll be fun. Uh, the the new thing about Carbonate Two, so Carbonate One is sort of like uh, I think um, my uh, my friend Jeremiah put it best, where he said uh, it's you know version one's kind of like a kit. It's like a build your own kind of thing, you know, starting from scratch, whatever. Carbonate Two is going to be a little more customizable for the person who doesn't really want to mess with HTML or CSS. So. Uh, a few things that it's going to have, it'll have its, its own settings page within the theme. So when you install the theme, you'll see a settings bar on in WordPress just for the theme itself. It'll include a place to upload a logo. So you won't have to go and mess with your images folder. You can just do that right from there. You'll be able to add uh, four different colors. So you'll be, you know, I talk about this in all of my website teardowns. You'll be able to pick your black color, your white color, um, which is your background color and your text color. And then you'll be able to pick your primary color and your secondary color. Your primary color being the, navi the you know the background navigation bar, 
and your secondary color being all your buttons. So you'll be able to pick that with a color picker in the settings, and then you'll be able to choose your links at the top. So you'll be able to add the text and a URL, and that'll be your links at the navigation bar. And then finally, you'll be able to do uh, fonts. They're all web-safe fonts to start. Uh, I know I got requests for using Google fonts, but you know, I don't, I don't, doesn't make the website fast. So we're not going to use Google fonts, but I can show you how to do that, you know, in Carbonate if you want to do that. Okay. Uh, so yes, that is coming out hopefully before Cyber Monday. I do have some coding to do and I do have to battle test it a bit, but uh, it's kind of my plan before Thanksgiving in here in America. So we'll see if I'm able to do it. We'll see. All right, that's, I think, the only housekeeping thing I have. Is that right? I thought I had more. Let me look at my, <laughs> let me look in my notes. Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, if you are interested in checking out my YouTube channel, which I am doing a lot of website teardowns, uh, I started a new series that I thought I was going to call Q&A, and it turns out uh, it's not really a q and I'm just answering one person's question, so... Um, I'm going to be taking submissions for more website teardowns. If you want your website to be critiqued and to be improved upon, you can send your website to moneylab.co slash submit. I may be changing that URL soon because it's kind of boring. Uh, it might just be, you know, homepage or improvement or website. Anyway, I'm confusing you. I don't want to do that. Okay. Um, yeah. So anyway, what I was saying about YouTube is... We have a show right now. It's called Homepage Improvement. It is Website Teardowns. The second show, I don't have a name for it, but it's basically just me kind of, you know, doing some screen shares and showing you how to do things based on your questions. So if you have a question about keyword research, which is the first episode we put out, um, then, you know, that's what I'm going to show you how to do. So we'll do that. There's a, those are only short, you know, quick 10, 15 minute episodes. And then I'm working on a third show uh, called it's going to be about copywriting. I don't really have a name for it yet, but basically what you're going to do is be able to submit your websites again or blog posts or whatever. And we're going to actually do copywriting improvement on the fly. So you'll actually see the copy improve on your website or on your blog post in real time on the show. Uh, it won't be permanent, but you'll be able to see it. I think it'll be, I think it'll look pretty cool and it'll be interesting to just, um, take a look at everyone's sort of headlines and offers and see if we can just make them better and convert more. So that'll be, that'll be fun. Uh, so that's coming up soon, hopefully before the end of the new year. But yeah, this is, this is kind of it, man. We're doing, um, we're doing a podcast again. I know everyone's happy about that. We've already published two episodes. We meaning me alone here in my, in my basement. Uh, I've, yeah, and it's been the feedback's been great. People have been emailing me, which is great. And if you want, please email me because it makes me realize that there's hey, there's people out there they're listening to the show, and I'm not just you know uh, some stream on an Apple podcast, and I have no idea if anyone's even paying attention. You're just a right now you're just a metric um, in in Transistor, which is the hosting company that I use for this show. If things go well, I, I you know I have more ideas. We can we can create more. It'll be fun. Okay. So let's, uh, that's been seven minutes of uh, Matt just bullshitting about his own business and, his, and, and Money Lab, the brand. So let's get into the content, right? You got to have that meaty, meaty content. So we're going to get into it. This uh, was a post that I published in on March two, 2018. You know, remember that? That was a better time. 
Uh, <laughs> it was called The Great Website Optimization Experiment. If you want to read along about what we're going to go through, you can go to moneylab.co slash website dash optimization. And this was part one of a, it ended up being a three-part series. The second one, uh, which is what we're going to do next, the next episode, will be The Great Website Optimization Experiment 2, Electric Boogaloo. And if you know that reference, you're old. <laughs> <laughs> like me. Uh, and then the third one, I didn't title it the same. I titled it uh, the Gazillion Dollar Sales Funnel Experiment. But it is really part three of this like internal three-part trilogy, this this the series that I did. Uh, and I'm sure there'll be a more. It'll, it'll eventually go from a trilogy to a full-on saga. That'll be fun. All right, so what do we do here? The, the, the question that I posed uh, in the experiment, my hypothesis was can I double the revenue on my website without adding any new products or services? And can I do it by optimizing what's already in place using only free tools? So in this experiment, uh, I only used tools that were free, including uh, website, oh, what was it called? The, oh, uh, Google Optimize. I use Google Tag Manager, all these things, things that I actually don't use anymore, um, but Back in 2018, or sorry, back in 2017, and this is all, by the way, for my website, swimuniversity.com. Uh, the website made about $159,000 in Amazon affiliate revenue and $35,000 in product revenue. I mean, so I have two products at the time. I had a pool ebook and course. I think the course was out then. Uh, so no, it was just, okay, interesting. So back in 2017, I only had eBooks. I had the Hot Tub Handbook, which was a PDF, and I had the Art of Pool Care, uh, which eventually was changed. That name was changed from the Art of Pool Care to the Pool Care Handbook. And uh, I think that was a better move, honestly, marketing-wise. The Art of Pool Care uh, didn't really tell you what it was about. You know, so it, the the handbook is a better uh, term, I think. Both products were priced at twenty nine dollars each, uh, and we did sell, you know, a lot of a lot of copies. I mean, thirty five thousand eight hundred and thirty one dollars in product revenue. That's not bad. So in twenty seventeen, I made roughly one hundred ninety five thousand dollars, and uh, that's pretty good. So the idea is to double that revenue in twenty eighteen. The question is, did I do it? Now, uh, if I'm being honest with you, uh, did I do it? That's a good, <laughs> I don't know if I did it. You know what, let me, I'm gonna pull up, um, I'm actually gonna, I didn't even think about doing this, but I'm gonna pull up my budget for 2020, for sorry, for 2018, 2018 uh, budget. I keep everything in Google Drive. Yes, here it is, 2018 business and budget. It's a spreadsheet. And I'm just gonna look at my income for, oh, I, yes, I did double it. So, oh, no, I didn't technically double it. So, okay, $195,567 is what I made in 2017. In 2018, I made 363,978. Not bad. Okay, so is it all, you know, because of this experiment? No, I don't think so. I think just, you know, just oh, there's overall business growth that happened that year, you know, more traffic, things like that. Um, 
so yeah, the the site actually got a ton of traffic. I mean, over five point five million sessions. Uh, so we're talking about a lot of traffic. And honestly, that's kind of still what I'm make doing is like around five million a year, and the the revenue has you know jumped up to above five hundred thousand. So clearly, all these experiments in these three in this three part series has has absolutely worked to increase the revenue. Um, and and really, we haven't like increased the product and the well, we did increase the price of the product, not in this specific experiment, but. Um, we just did a better job at selling the product, which is what we were trying to do here. And affiliate links back in 2018, uh, that was when the first Amazon hit happened where they kind of changed every, I think that they changed everything from being like a variable sort of uh, commission structure to a very rigid commission structure. And fortunately for Swim University, I was able to to hover like back in the day when you know it was a variable. Uh, it was based on all my websites that were using Amazon Associates, and so back then I was peaking out at an eight percent commission rate on Amazon. Now I know you're probably sitting here going like that's insanely high, and it is compared to now. Uh, and and that was because I was at the top level of like bringing you know affiliates, and so I was I was hitting eight percent. So this is during that time, which is insane. Uh, but uh, but then that's when they changed it to a more rigid structure. And Swim University stayed roughly like around 7%, I think. But Roasty, when I had that website, got hit really hard. That dropped down to like 3 4%. So I, I was doing very well with the Roasty and then like, kind of like lost half my income there, which is what you can, which you'll know if you, if you follow Money Lab at all. That's an ongoing thing that happens to me like about every two years now it seems to be at least uh so yeah we were getting um a lot of clicks but like weren't making a ton of money in a i mean obviously we're making more money in affiliates than we were in product sales that has since flipped which we will talk about in future uh episodes of this trilogy so the optimization plan, the first thing I need to do was gather data. So I went and found out like, what's the average conversion rate of my sales pages, uh, which pages had the lowest affiliate click-through rates, but have the highest traffic. That's a fun one because you can find this out in Google Analytics if you track affiliate link clicks. Now in this particular, uh, yeah, particular experiment, if you, if you go to moneylab.co slash website dash optimization, you will find out that I used Google Tag Manager to actually create a event for all links that had the word Amazon in them. And you can do that still to this day using Google Tag Manager. Uh, and you can't do that with just Google Analytics. You'd have to use Tag Manager. Now, I no longer use Tag Manager because Tag Manager slows down my website. Uh, however, nowadays I'm using Lasso, which is the plugin I helped develop. I'm no longer a part of the company, but if you want to use Lasso, which is I think $29 a month, but there's some special deals if you start buying in advance uh, or if you start buying for the year, I highly recommend it. If you go to moneylab.co slash Lasso, uh, that automatically sends that tracking data into Google Analytics. So now I still have that same data. It's just not with Google Tag Manager. It's automatically coming from Lasso. And Lasso sends all links 
tracking data into Google Analytics. Also, if you switch to Google Analytics 4, they're actually tracking that now in Google Analytics 4. So there is a way to do it. I am using Google Analytics 4 in case anyone's wondering. I'm using it, uh, to, I'm sending data to it, right, currently, because you can send data to both uh, GA4, what they're calling it, or uh, UA, Universal Analytics, which is technically Google Analytics 3. You can send data to both, in that, both of them using the same code snippet from Google Universal Analytics. You just have to do some, some stuff. You can YouTube it. That's how I did it. I just figured it out. I'm not currently like using Google Analytics 4 as like my main metrics tool, but I'm just sending data there so it's collecting now and then, you know, when they start phasing out Universal Analytics, then I'll switch over and and then all my data will be there. So, um that's the first thing you need to do. Now, just just the gathering data part cuz I'm just going to stick in this area for a second. How do you find out the conversion rate of a sales page? And how do you find out which pages have low affiliate link click-through rates but high traffic. So uh, you can use a tool, this is free, it's called Google Data Studio. And all you, and I think you could probably do this in analytics as well, but Google Data Studio makes it a little bit easier. You're, you can actually just create a table in Google Data Studio. You can pull data in from Google Analytics, and this is gonna get a little technical, but you can start to, you can create, uh, you can create a list of pages and with those pages, you can attach how many page views those pages are getting, and you can rank it by that. And then you can add another uh, another column to that and do, uh, I think it's like affiliate, whatever your affiliate link click, It's for me, it's an event, right? So you can do affiliate link click events on the one side for those specific pages, right? And, and, it's, and if you wanna see me build this table, I do have a YouTube video about it, so you can still uh, find it on the Money Lab YouTube channel. Uh, it's it's called uh, a tracking affiliate links with Google Tag Manager or something like that. Uh, all the stuff, same stuff can still works, but you can create a table filtered by the highest traffic. But then you can you can take those two numbers and you can create a fourth column where you just do the math. You divide the smaller number or the number of clicks divided by the number of page views, right? And then you times that number by 100 and that gives you your conversion rate. And what's interesting about that is then you can start to sort by the highest traffic pages and the lowest conversion rate and you can create a filter to filter out those two variables and you'll start to see highlight pages on your website that get a decent amount of traffic but don't have a lot of affiliate links on them. It's really just like a quick way, quick way if you can figure it out. I mean, I know it's not like super quick, but what's interesting about it is you can look at it and see, okay, these pages are getting a lot of traffic, but there's not a lot of affiliate links in there. So then all you have to do is it basically creates a to-do list for you and you can go to those pages and start adding affiliate links. And that's the one of the first things I did and it actually did increase my revenue just doing that. And of course it does, right? <laughs> it's just, you gotta spend the time to find it, pinpoint it, target it, and then do it. Uh, now, as far as the conversion rate on the sales pages, in this case, I was creating my own sales pages using WordPress, and I was selling the product with a embeddable Gumroad button. So I think for this one, I just had to find out the, you know, how many people were going to the page 
and then how many people were buying. And then, you know, you just kind of have to do the math manually and figure out what the conversion rate was for that sales page. And it's really just like, okay, what do we, what can we do to increase it? And I, and I tried creating a shorter page and I did create a shorter sales page and it did increase it by 1%. And you just, I, you know, I didn't do a true AB test. Uh, I just did, you know, I think I'm, you know, in this, I could have done an AB test because I was using Google optimize in this case, but, uh, going forward, I would just, you know, either use something like lead pages was hat, which has AB testing already built into it, uh, which makes it really easy to find out which ones are performing better. And you can do, uh, you can have conversion metrics on specific buttons, or you could use Google optimize and create two different pages or, or just create the same page and just have it load different content. And that's exactly what I did. And I was able to improve the sales page conversion rate by 1%, which is actually pretty decent. So it's definitely worth doing if you can send a lot of traffic to it. Um, the other thing I did was in order to get more traffic to that sales page, uh, something that I can't believe that I didn't do <laughs> for so long, um, was I actually went and created a display box that I, that I automatically you know, it was actually a short code that I put into the middle of every single post that promoted the, my ebook. And so it was basically just an image, a headline, a little sub headline, and then a button that said, learn more. And I created this with custom code and a little code, you know, a little short code, stuck it into every single pool post. And, you know, I was getting traffic to those pages. And now the, all of a sudden that increased the traffic to my sales page for my ebook, which in and of itself just, you know, caused more sales to happen because more people were just hitting the sales page. But the real reason I did it, I guess, for this experiment was I wanted more data. So I was sending more people to the sales page so that any changes I make, I would be able to see those results much faster. And, and in hindsight, it's probably just putting that, you know, just just promoting your own shit. It's just like, that's what you got to do. It's very simple, right? Uh, so with all the tools and, and everything I did in here, it's like the affiliate marketing thing I did first. Uh, that was really easy finding those uh, those pages going in and just beefing those pages up with affiliate links. You know, you pick, you know, I didn't do it for all pages. Maybe I picked 10, 20 pages, right? You know, the top pages that were getting the most traffic but had the least amount of affiliate link clicks went onto those pages and added lasso links, you know, added affiliate links basically where I thought it was necessary, where I wanted to promote a product. Um, I don't like the the way that you do affiliate marketing where you just like anytime a word appears, you just make an affiliate link. Like why not for in my case, like anytime I mention the word pool shock, just make it a link to pool shock, but you're not giving the reader any context as to like where they're going and clicking. Like maybe they think in this, the context of that sentence that they're, you know, clicking the word pool shock because they're going to learn how to shock their pool and not necessarily to buy pool shock, uh, which is a confusing thing because Shocking your pool is a method and pool shock is a product. So it's tough to do it that way. And I just feel like everything just needs a little bit more content. It's like, hey, we recommend this product, pool shock, put the brand name in there, whatever you got to do. And it's an affiliate link. Um, you know, some people would argue that you could just, you know, the more links you throw in a site, the more chances it is for somebody to, you know, you for you to create a cookie on their on their browser 
and get a sale if they buy something from Amazon, you know, within 24 hours. So it doesn't even have to be the product that you're pitching. But I, I just don't believe in doing business that way. It feels just disingenuous to both the reader and to myself, I guess, in a way. So that was the first thing I did, and that definitely improved, and I'll, I'll share those numbers in a second. Um, so let's see. The easiest thing I did was, yeah, adding the affiliate links. I created uh, pages for improvement. It was a top 20 list. Um, yeah, so I, I sorted by high traffic pages with affiliate link clicks that were below 5%. So I started with pages that, were, that showed up at 0% but had um, a lot, and then I uh, was just trying to increase those. So... With that, uh, just within, I guess, a seven-day period, uh, it it definitely improved by a lot, and I'll, and I'll, I'll share that number here at the end. Um, I also, in this post, I'm not going to get into it because I don't think it really applies here. And, and I, honestly, if we start talking about the gazillion-dollar sales funnel experiment, that's going to be a way better place for this. But I did some email funnel testing, and I was using MailChimp at the time, which is um, not a product I would recommend for doing advanced email marketing. Um, and I was trying to do split testing with it. I was hacking, you know, hacking stuff all over the place. Uh, and so I, I basically don't think it really helped. I think the biggest thing that helped me was adding those, those links to my product on those page on like pages that had high traffic and increasing affiliate links, just adding more affiliate links. Right. I also think I did do some A-B testing on the sales pages to increase uh, the, you know, conversion rates. But, I, you know, as far as A-B testing, I kind of feel like it's it's good to do when you have a lot of data and it's good to do when it's very easy. But when it's like difficult to do and you don't have a lot of traffic, it, it just feels like you're waiting forever for a significant result and you're just not going to get it. Or you didn't change the page enough to showcase a significant result. Uh, so... I don't know. I've I've gotten frustrated over the years with A/B testing. Uh, you really just have to completely change if you want to do any sort of A/B testing. It has to be like completely different. Um, I do a lot of A/B testing now with Facebook ads. I do A/B testing with uh, lead pages because they make it very easy to just spin up a new page, battle test it for like a week or two, and boom, see what happens. Okay, so uh, let's just look at the conversion rate numbers for my affiliate marketing stunt, right? The idea of just adding more affiliate links to the post. So in uh, April 1st to the 29th of 2017, my affiliate revenue was $14,000. And April 1st to the 29th of 2018, after I did this, it was 19 point, you know, $19,800, a revenue increase of about $5,500. That's a 38% increase in revenue, just adding affiliate links to, to, to underperforming posts. It's, it's literally the easiest thing you can do. And it's like the, the harder thing to do, honestly, is, is, is get that list is <laughs> like to figure out how to, you know, calculate those conversions and make, you know, um, and see which pages are getting affiliate link clicks and which ones aren't. So I highly recommend you check out this post if that's something you want to do. And I think everyone should do that. If you're an affiliate marketer, it's a, it's an easy thing to do. Um, okay. So as far as the, the digital product revenue, so that was improving the sales pages and adding more, uh, you know, adding more links to my, my stuff. Um, now this was, this is where it gets a little bit weird because, because 
it's pool season. So I did this in April and it's like right technically before pool season. So it's leading up to it. Uh, but I, and I also, because it's, I'm a seasonal business, I'm doing year over year testing, not month over month testing. So if you're, if your business grows every month, uh, because it doesn't matter, seasonality doesn't matter to you, then I could, I would be fine with testing, you know, March to April. In my case, I have to, I have to test April to April. So in April, 2017, uh, my, wait, that's not, I think I, I think I, yeah, fucked this up, but my revenue was, uh, 3,071 and then it went to, in 2018, it went to 4,500. So I had a revenue increase of about $1,600, which was a 52% increase, 53% increase, not bad, but not double. Right. So, um, but you can definitely tell that, that those things that I put in place that year, kind of resulted better when we got in season because you can see my revenue when I at the beginning of this episode I talked about the revenue doubling um the whole year and that was because of all the things that I, I think I put in place here plus just more traffic and you know creating more stuff there on the website so uh what worked adding affiliate links to high performing pages right creating shorter email automations for new subscribers now this is something I didn't talk about but uh, I realized, and this is something that you're going to have, it's going to be different for every single business, but I realized that in the swim university space, you have a swimming pool. Time is of the essence there. You have about a four month window of actually using your pool. And so ain't no one got time to be nurtured into, you know, education. So I basically have a, you know, an impulse buy type of product. I have it priced reasonably low at $29. And I'm like, you know what? Buy this thing. <laughs> cause it's because you need help right now with your pool. I don't need a five to six to eight, you know, day onboarding sequence, blah, 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 for you to buy a $29 product. I can just tell you about it and boom, you'll buy it. Uh that is not the same for the home brewing space that I run. That's not the same for Money Lab. That I for Money Lab that I run, that's not going to be the same maybe for your website, but think about your customer. Think about your visitor. Think about their needs because it's going to be different. Okay. So creating a shorter email automation and ended up like they bought more products because they I got to the freaking sale faster, faster, right? Um, adding ads to the top of high traffic posts to my digital products that worked and AB testing sales page headlines worked. Headlines, one of the most important things you can A-B test on a sales page. What didn't work, and this is kind of interesting, adding a sales video to the sales page. So having you know a, a video versus not a video didn't really matter. The headline does. Uh, adding trust symbols under the buy button. So in this case, I tried adding, uh, you know, uh, like a shield underneath the buy button. Like, you know, it's 128 bit encryption or, you know, whatever we, we take these credit cards that I thought that would work. Cause my audience is a bit older. No, it did not. And I think it's just too small of a test. You know, it's like trying to change the button color and expecting to have like a 3% increase. It's like, no one cares. Uh, and also creating shorter sales pages with one call to action didn't work. So really it was just the headline testing that worked. There you go. Um, so anyway, it, it's it's not like I, I definitely increased. I didn't create any new products. I might have gotten some more traffic 
You know, that's true because it grew every year. Uh, was it worth it? I think it, I think it was worth it. Absolutely. I mean, it's fun to kind of like look at a site and try to improve it the best you can. This is why I would love this. And if anyone has any sort of, uh, I don't know, secret information out there, I would, there's, there's, there's a day where I would love to buy a website that exists already and optimize it from start to finish. Uh, I could talk about it on the podcast. I could talk about it on the YouTube channel. I could talk about it in a blog post at moneylab.co. All of those things would be awesome. I think it'd be great. So that's the that's the first part. And part two and three are coming. It's the next episode. You're gonna have to wait a week. Sorry. But if there's anything you can leave this this podcast with is if you if you have affiliate links in your site, you're, you're, find out which pages are getting the most or getting the least, and and then add those. Go in those posts and add them. I mean that's an easy that's an easy way to like just make a little bit more money, and test your headlines on your sales pages. If you have any sales pages, A/B test those headlines. Really make them compelling. You know. Uh, really think about the offer that make it, you know, an offer you can't refuse. I can't do the voice, even though I'm Italian. I go, no, nope, no, nope, I can't do it. I'm not gonna do it. Not gonna, not gonna. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna make you. <clears throat> I'm gonna. No, I forget it. Uh, <laughs> so uh, the other thing I would do is start adding links to your products on your pages. Start with the ones that are the most popular. Start with the ones with the most traffic. Add lead and copy to those two. So if whatever you're, don't just add a link to a, you know, if I, if I write the word pool maintenance in a post, don't just link that to a, a paid product, you know, warm people up a tiny bit with like a paragraph leading into your, your pitch right? or leading into just a link to your sales page. Those are three things I would do. Help me back in 2018 and it'll help you in 2021 and beyond. So, uh, before I go, just real quick, I want to remind you, if you haven't already, go to moneylab.co, literally any page on the website, and sign up for the perfect blog post cheat sheet, okay? It's completely, completely free. You'll get on the email list. You and I can have a little chat. It'd be fun. Also, if you just want to like not go to moneylab.co, if you want to get straight to the cheat sheet, just go to moneylab.co slash cheat sheet. There it is. All right, uh, that's it, and I think I'll see you. No, I'm not going to say I think. I will see you next week. Bye-bye. Please tell your friends about this show. <laughs>